Hey, what up everybody? This your boy B-Rob and I wanted to jump in real quick before the episode started off proper like or random like and um, let everybody know that the Ask Miss B-Rob edition of the Random Rambles with Rob has been postponed until April 8th. That's going to be on a Friday evening. It may or may not be streamed live, but more details will come as the week goes on. Um, had some stuff happen at work to those kind of out of my scope of control so i have to uh, move things around and adapt so once again you can still get your questions in for ask mrs b rob you can do that on all the social media platforms that are associated with myself and uh you can send me dms if you put anything out there publicly for everybody else to see use the hashtag ask miss b rob and if you want to send a whole list of questions via email, you can do so at randomrobcast at outlook.com. You can also send a voicemail to 304-825-5762. So those are many different ways that you can get those questions to me. Hey, if you got my, my phone number or even the voicemail number that I just gave you, you can shoot a text with your question in it as well. So um, once again, sorry for the delay, but April 8th, Friday, April 8th, we will be doing the Ask Miss B-Rob, the sixth annual edition. But all that's out of the way. Just uh, look forward for more details and updates and enjoy this episode. Okay, does. I mean, it, it's this hair problems to have. I mean, it's just this. The only texture I get on this thing is like some raindrops or something, or maybe some soap when I clean my head. <laughs> you, get, you get you get that nice, lovely shine that like you know it's it's not bad. Like some so like I know it's weird coming from me with a lot of hair, but like some people look better bald, you know. So yeah, there's definitely uh there's definitely aesthetic with it. I've I've come to terms with it, or whatever, because I've been bald <laughs> a long time. Because uh, I think the hair loss started at 23. So, I'm sorry. wow. Uh, so it was just like I was trying to I was trying to save it so the hairline was straight. It was nice. It was crisp and then it just started creeping up on one side. It started creeping back on the other side and I started looking like this and shit and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, this it's, it's got to go." <laughs> Asymmetry is not that bad of a look. I think like now I think fashion companies and models, like they're pushing the boundaries of like, let's see how weird we can get. So I've, I have seen like asymmetric hairlines that like, whoa, it's like, it, it looks almost like futuristic, like some, something you'd see straight out of Blade Runner, you know? Yeah. Or um, how the boogeyman got the, the point in the, in the middle <laughs> and it go back and it go around and all that. Yeah. <laughs> the boogeyman has been coming up so much in RBR stuff recently. <laughs> Well, I think I mean, mostly because Cody's favorite, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's mostly because Cody and Paul keep trying to compare him to Danhausen, but like, I don't know. Dan, because I mean, they don't so, like Danhausen, but Danhausen's cool. I like Danhausen. Yeah, very, very evil. Very nice. Very, very evil. Nice. Very, very nice. <laughs> very rich now too. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, what is his leg still jacked up? Or how does that? I think uh, he's still recovering. Yeah, he's recovering. Okay. Like okay. the the way I've noticed it is until they take their first move in like, you know, in, in the company, then they're still not one hundred percent cleared. Like, yeah, I, I get you. I, I can understand that. 
Yeah, that's why, like, when Brian Danielson took, like, that choke slam backstage, they cut off, like, they, they put the camera angle because it wasn't cleared yet. You know? So. Just like, oh, Exactly. Until, until uh, unless it's like an actual bump or a move that they're taking, like it's and it's just shenanigans, then they're not medically cleared. So that's that's how I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. Word. So I have a cool intro that I do. It's a little long winded, but I have to get it out there and everything. We are already recording, so all the audio oh. levels and everything's are straight. You know, we'll okay. even add that little two minutes in or whatever. Because that's good banter. I mean, there's no rules, there's no limits here. We do whatever the fuck we want. You know, so. All right, are we ready? I guess I didn't say it enough, so... You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! Yeah. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob, this is the anthem. Random, it's random. Random Ramblings with Rob. Are we hearing anything in this bitch? This is the anthem. God bless the child while he listens to some random. Picking bars and stanzas, ripping mics, etc. Go against the wall, you gotta know he Tony Danza. That's B Rob, he the boss, MC God. Give you what you want every week with some deep dive. Revise everything you know about this podcast. We're trying to take over the world with this podcast. We're hitting your ears every week with the monsoon. We're broadcasting the sound clouds and iTunes. The Twitch screams say, Random, what you gonna do? The Twitch screams say, Random, what you gonna do? Subscribe. Like, share, listen to the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. If you're listening right now, you're welcome. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or have you listened to podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, I would like for you to give that person a crisp high five. Noah, can we do that? Can we Can we make it happen? Right this way? Yeah, right, right there. Boom! There. Yeah, Look, there we you, go. You banded down on the bottom. You get, you get double uh, that, that way yeah <laughs> you, get a high, you get a high 10 <laughs> but anyway i i know people are still being cautious and everything that there's a, a, a mystery disease floating around and getting people sick them flu-like symptoms and things or whatever so uh you might not want to slap hands with somebody but what you can do is use your social media app of choice to send that person a well-crafted dm to tell them thank you for recommending you to me Speaking of social media, you can find the Random Rambles with Rob on various social media platforms to include Twitter at 3RShow, Instagram at The3RShow. And if you just so happen to be viewing this, you might have stumbled upon the YouTube. Look on YouTube, search 3RShow, and you will find us in all our visual glory. There's a couple other places that you can find me, but they escape me right now. So you can go to randomrob.com. That's randomrob.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show. And uh, you might see the sponsor. Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. This is where I switch hats normally. Put put my sponsor hat on. (laughs) Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. If you go to hooksrub.com, 
you can get all manner of seasonings for your barbecue, your vegetables, or whatever hat have you. I mean, whatever you ingest, you can sh- you can put Hooks Rubs and Spices on it. It will make it that much more delicious. So go to HooksRub.com and use promo code RANDOM and you can get 15% off your order. Now I put the hat back on. Almost... Almost feel like I, I should have like the Undertaker gong whenever I, I, I throw the hat on. <laughs> You'd be like, oh. yeah, it just comes with it. it comes with <laughs> it has, has speakers comes in the hat, it. like that Atari speaker hat. <laughs> oh shit! As long as you but, can roll your eyes back. Yeah. yeah I just... <laughs> oh, there, there we is. go. <laughs> I got. I still got some sawdust residue from my project out there. They're kind of burned. <laughs> oh god. Oh, uh, yes. But joining me, you heard all these lovely and seductive voices. I don't know what I just said. I stumbled over my words. But to my virtual left, real life right, I guess, is uh, my co-host on RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, Pro Wrestling Noah, or just Noah Stewart. Either way, he's here. How are you, sir? Doing good. I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to talk to the I I am just the the jobber of this podcast, but the main event uh of this of this podcast is is our other guest. Well Aw, thank you. <laughs> speaking sweet. speaking of our other guests, and and Noah, since since you are a guest for our guest, I guess I don't know. Why don't you do the introduction? Why don't you introduce our guest that's joining us this evening? Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, uh, our our main guest for this episode is the protagonist of pro wrestling, uh, uh, your number one waifu, uh, Kid Bandit. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Kid Bandit. Uh, Damn, yeah. I don't yeah, have my yeah. sound effects set up. Hold on. There, oh, where is? There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um. Now I feel like a big deal. Now I feel like a main event. <laughs> word, word. Well, you're number one in our hearts. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, that, that's very sweet. But yeah, I mean, we was just rocking and rolling before I did the intro proper like and everything. But how are you? How are you this evening? Well, afternoon for you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm about to go to a very, very last minute impromptu seminar with Booker T. So apparently he's in oh, town. And wow. so like. I found this out like maybe two hours ago. They said, oh, Booker T's in town. He's going to do a seminar. I'm like, word. I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk to, to you guys about this yet because they're all very hush-hush about it. But I, I think by the time like this interview airs, I, mm. I would have been, I would done the, uh, the seminar already. So, ha-ha. Oh, yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do what you must for I have already won. <laughs> Is <it> my <laughs> Okay. So, I mean, so do you think in this seminar with Booker T or whatever, there'll, there'll be some portion of it? I know he's going to tell you about road stories and all kind of stuff and hardships that he may have gone through and anything. I mean, that's a given in a lot of these seminars and whatnot. But do you think that we'll have a portion to where he will incorporate the spinner Rooney? Yes. Uh, I've, I've been doing the spinner. <laughs> Fun fact, I did this, like the last show I did, I actually did the spinner Rooney. I've been, do- I've been doing the spinner Rooney for a while. Um, just because I like it, I I I do it as a kip up. So instead of doing a kip up, I spin a Rooney to my feet. Um, but I I swear I did the spin a Rooney on Saturday. Uh, and the I, the irony is not lost on me that on Monday I am invited <laughs> to a Booker T seminar that's very hush hush from what I can tell. Like it's like mm, yes, 
only for a select few. But that's that's my problem. I'm a lot like Tom Holland. I just blurt things out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen a little bit of your well, not a little bit of all of it. Um, I saw your fightful interview earlier today and everything, and then you you had a little bit of those blurts and uh, little spasms there out the mouth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's I'm not. Hey, hey, I am not the leak. You know, uh, there there was a story going around saying, "Oh, there's a leak on all the, the wrestling journalism." It's probably a kid band. I'm like, first of all, I'm trying to get signed, so it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and second of all, I'm also the last person to find out everything. Uh, like I I'm booked in a couple of shows these week this weekend, and I found out that I'm in one of those shows. I was gonna go anyway as a fan. And then it it hit me. I was like, "Oh, I'm in the card." Oh snap! Like so, so it couldn't be me because I don't even know what's going on in my life. So, so you know, but yes, I, I do have. I, I don't. I, I didn't spoil anything. I just kind of provided a separate uh, perspective on how it was in a, in, in a weird fan slash wrestler kind of like way because I'm still kind of in that the middle of the barricade, as it were. You know. Mm-hmm. Not completely on the other side of the curtain yet, even though people assume that I am. I, I'm still a big, big mark, and I still like seeing myself as such because it makes wrestling way more enjoyable. I think. Oh wait a minute, Noah oh, no. is Noah's frozen. I think he said that power just went out. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Well, oh no, well, okay. there he is. He just vanished. He's he's gone into the ether. We, well, got, we got to suck him back again. It'll, it'll be like that. I mean, you got to go out there and crank up his generator or whatever you got to do to get his power <laughs> back. <laughs> Maybe you can go out there and dang on. Yeah, yeah, I'm going some... to lend my energy and hopefully, like, you know, if we if we grab enough Dragon Balls, we'll be able to wish him back <laughs> into, the, into the ether, as it were. <laughs> Word. But um, a, a, a little tidbit that I, I, I snagged away from that uh, Fightful interview that I listened to earlier or whatever. Less than a year in the game. You've been doing this. Yeah. Um, I think that interview was actually about seven, six months into my career. I am mm-hmm. about, uh, I think this Sunday will be my ninth month wrestling. So yes, still, still a little bit under a year. Uh, so, but lots of eyes, lots, definitely lots of eyes on mm-hmm. me. So very, lots of pressure, uh, not a lot of room for error, uh, in an intimate unknown setting as it were yeah. like a lot of a lot of people nine months in do make a lot of mistakes that i'm making right now but they get the luxury of like making those mistakes in the comfort of like you know the eyes of friends mostly yeah. um but all eyes on me right now uh, mm-hmm. talk i trended on twitter which i still don't understand why yeah <laughs> I, I, I i mean it, it's it's great it's great like i don't like the 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 fortune of that is not lost on me, but I, I imposter syndrome is real. I don't, I don't get why I was trending. I, I, I did not get why I was trending in Australia either. I've never, <laughs> I've never been to Australia. But for a couple of days, I was like the number one hot topic in wrestling Australia wrestling Twitter. I was like, this is weird. I yeah. love it, but this is this is very, very out of left field. Yeah, well, I mean, my first do- dose of you or whatever was um, your appearance on AEW or whatnot, and the first thing that I s- seen was the-, the lovely mane of hair, and I was just like, who is that? 
and that you know it it, it sparked my curiosity from there or whatever. So I mean, yeah. hey, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's some some violent weather happening here in uh, uh, the the Houston area that I think knocked out a power line or something. But I'm back. Well, that's in your uh, area of Planet Houston or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> sunny days out here. I'm chasing the clouds away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because like me and Noah live in the same city, and he's probably about an hour away from me, and we live in the same place. I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah, Houston is dumb because it's a bunch of like small towns or like even like city sized cities all mashed into one big giant city. So 40 minutes, it's like a 40 minute drive to, to you. Right. I don't have a lot of experience with Houston, except for the fact when I was younger, uh, NBA 2K9, my association team was the the Rockets. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) Hey, I, I, I love, I love them. Yeah. Uh, this was a Yao, Yao Ming, you know, Asian representation. Right, you know? and, yeah. Uh, him and um, Tracy McGrady. Yeah, they were they were my top two. Then then I went to the Spurs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I, I'm not from Texas, so I don't care. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. But um, before Noah uh, Ninja vanished or whatever, left his uh, clone jitsu or whatever, and just yeah. jumped out of here. Um. We were talking about <laughs> Kid Bandit here is less than a year into professional wrestling and whatnot. And one of the questions that I wanted to follow up with that was, is like, what led you there? What made you be like wrestling? Let's do this shit. I only had one game uh, growing up for my PS2 because I grew up in poverty in a uh, third world country. It wasn't. So I, I feel like when I say that, everybody assumes, oh, you lived in a hut. No, I had a, I had a nice home, but it, it wasn't I wasn't living in luxury, as it were. I got a PS2 maybe like four months before the PS3 came out. So so I was late in the game and I could only afford one game. And the only one I could afford at the time was Oh, uh, SmackDown versus Raw. Oh, no. Uh, God no, damn it, Noah. <laughs> okay, but we'll, we'll wish him back, back again. There he is. There he is. Uh, or is he? Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Uh, this this better not be like a dark web thing where they appear and it's like, you know, an anonymous mask. I know, and... we got to wait seven days. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, the, the fact is they're trying to come back. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, God damn it. Hold on. Here he is. <laughs> There's a power surge now. What the hell, Noah? <laughs> All right. Well, while that's going on, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ensure. Uh, give me one second. I'm gonna go ensure. Yeah, I don't. I, that doesn't happen to me either. <laughs> so yeah, like I only had one game, and I grew. I went to school with a bunch of. Like I, I, I got lucky that I was intelligent enough, and I say that with quotation marks because I made. A lot of stupid decisions, so I'm not. Oh, we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was intelligent enough to get accepted to a private school where most of my peers were like the the sons of mayors, you know, actors in the Philippines and all that stuff. So I was really out of place. But okay. and in order to try to fit in, like you know, wrestling was a hot topic when I was growing up, um, and I wanted to relate to them, but I couldn't really because I didn't have cable, and that's the only way to watch it. So I would pretend to know what wrestling was. <laughs> You know, and, uh, you know, to fit in, I 
would watch, I would play wrestling with like a friend that lived like a mile away. Like I would go to their house. And eventually when I finally got my own gaming console, I got uh, SmackDown versus Raw 07. Okay. Uh, and that was, the, that was my only game for a year. Uh, but I played it. Like, you know, thankfully the replayability in that specific game was amazing because of GM mode, right? So, mm-hmm. but that, that was really what hooked me into wrestling. Is like, even though I'm not caught up in the stories, like, I'm familiar with who's who's who and what's what. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until uh, One Night Stand where I was able to convince my mom that, hey, mom, hey, dad, if I if I got a good grade... And my dad didn't live in the Philippines. He lived in America. So I... I begged my dad to like you know hey can you get us cable so i could keep up with like you know wrestling and you know sure enough you know we got cable and when i finally started watching religiously it was through to the build the build up for one night stand um with rvd and cena so that was like my real first exposure of like watching wrestling like weekly is like during that whole period like i saw wrestlemania 23 that would probably be my first WrestleMania that I saw. Um, that's not like me going back and rewatching because I I, see, I saw twenty on the network. I saw all these other um, I saw these other like WrestleManias like that happened before twenty three. Mm-hmm. But twenty three would be like the first time I was kept up to speed with like you know wrestling like you know wrestling pay-per-views and stuff and i watched it religiously and i, I did have a time period where i fell out it was during the pg era with like right before what? the next this happened and i oh, just shit. i just couldn't relate you know um and I, I i like to blame that on the fact that jeff hardy left the fed you know like <laughs> when jeff left the fed i was like ah i don't want to watch this anymore here goes my hero you know and yeah, after that, I kind of just stopped watching until CM Punk, ironically, who was responsible for Jeff leaving, did mm. the pipe bomb. And then Ooh. I'm hooked back in and I'm like, yep, let's let's watch wrestling again. And then and then it's been very consistent since then, you know. Word. OK. I mean, that's an interesting uh, path or whatever. I mean, I- I've told it historically or whatever. It wasn't professional wrestling so much that got me into professional wrestling. It was right a wrestler that was an actor <laughs> that I seen him in oh. movies. And then I was like, wait, and then I went to the video store and then I seen him on a WrestleMania cover. And I was like, what is this WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boom, there it was. Been watching it ever since. Yeah. Like I think the best wrestlers are the ones with like a good mainstream crossover appeal. Uh, as far as like as as far as like success, because like obviously what's good is subjective. Um, you know, you know, I in, in my heart of hearts, I do believe that uh, Ricochet is like one of the best wrestlers right now in the world. Oh, yes, but mm-hmm. I can't see Ricochet starring in like a triple A like blockbuster film like <laughs> The Rock. I could see him do like a cool flip or two, but I, I don't expect be a stun to, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't expect him to take the role of The Rock. That being said, that's not a knock on Ricochet because I I've seen Ricochet make jokes. I've seen their personality. They're they're really entertaining, but they don't have the Rock's level of like, you know. Oh, I want to hear what Rock has to say, as mm-hmm. it were. You know, like like they just command the presence. So, and I assume you're talking about the Rock, for or you're talking about someone else. Like, oh, I was just you. you that's good enough for me. <laughs> like, like, you're, you're, like you're talking about like you're, you saw an actor. Oh no! Um, 
for me, because uh, um, I'm I'm a tad bit older than you, um, it was Hulk Hogan. Oh, it was the, Hogan. Yeah, I, I the, figured the, it was either Rock or Hogan or, or yeah. someone else. But yeah, that, that's what I assumed. Yes. And that's kind of why I wanted Noah here as well, because he knows of you from a DPW and everything. But um, also Noah is a newer professional wrestling fan as right. well. So it's just like your y- your career and his time watching wrestling is almost parallel in a sense or whatever. So it was just that that kind of thing yeah. or not. Yeah, like one of the one of the things I've always like wondered is like how do like fans like older wrestling fans? So like this is perfect because like you're you know you're 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 you're, you're one like part of the older generation as it were. So like I am very curious like with the way that wrestling is evolving from mm-hmm. it's gone. It's gone from like high character work, um, very larger than life, larger than life, actual, like both mm-hmm. like personality and physicality, like, you know, performers to like, I want to say like smaller, like less larger than life, more relatable, like mm-hmm. people like yeah. me, like, how do you perceive like, like, you know, someone like Kid Bandit who, who's who's like entire shtick is basically like yeah they do cool innovative stuff that's you know but they're also like five foot five they, yeah. they're they're like 130 pounds like how does that like what's your take on that direction of wrestling as it were well for me um growing up uh 80s 90s and everything watching professional wrestling i came consistently consistently to my religious point with professional wrestling uh, during the Monday Night Wars. So whenever yes. that was going on, that was like when I was there, I, I recorded it. I, uh, and when I say I recorded it, it was a, a this machine called a VCR. VCR, yes. And it, VCR. And it, and it took uh, v- VHS tapes. I don't know if you know what those are. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, 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 the, the, the fortunate, the, like, I guess like it's not fortunate, but I did grow up poor. So technology was very yeah I, I i'm very familiar with a lot of the old tech because i we couldn't afford any new, anything new <laughs> so yeah. i am familiar with the vcr and vhs and all that stuff yeah so it's just like i would uh because wcw came nitro came on an hour before raw so i would watch the first hour of nitro because that's when they had benoit and the other luchadors and Mysterio and all those stuff right in that first hour, you know, real high impact shit. And then when that hour was over, I would switch over to Raw and I would watch Raw. And then after Raw was over, I would go back, rewind what I recorded the last two hours of WCW and I would watch the rest of that. But um, as far as the evolution of uh, professional wrestling to me, from my standpoint, I mean, I really enjoy it. I think it's intriguing because like over the years, um, I know we're not going to get the Attitude Era back. I know we're not going to get, you know, all that old classic stuff back. And for, you know, reasons, <laughs> we probably shouldn't yeah, yeah. be doing shit like that, you know, because of concussions and, you know, some of the content, uh, you know, people spoke back then. There's the so the ret- rhetoric is definitely, some of them yeah. has aged poorly. Yeah. But for me right now, what I look for when I watch professional wrestling is professional wrestling. So I can forgive a lot of the, you know, people who say this storyline is stupid. This makes no sense or whatever. I could give a good hot fuck about all that because I just want to watch the wrestling. I want to see yeah, the in-ring, yeah. con- uh, you know, combat. Con- That's what yeah, I want to yeah. see. 
And, you know, people be talking about, oh, the crowd was chanting this. Oh, the crowd was chanting that and doing all that stuff. I say, you're not watching the what's going on in the ring if you're paying attention to all that stuff. Because that's, I zone in on that. Because, like, people had problems when they went to the doing the Thunderdome stuff during the pandemic or whatever. It's like, oh, man, there's no crowd there. It's too quiet, yada, yada, yada. I enjoyed that shit because there was no distractions. It was yes. just two people in the pure art form of professional wrestling just going at it. And I enjoyed it. It's stripped down a lot of the, a lot of the elements in wrestling that take away from the actual wrestling. Which I I've always been a firm believer that everything around, like everything that's around the technical wrestling, the actual moves, and all the story that's being told in the ring, everything around that should supplement the product. Not mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like a. It shouldn't take away from it, you know. So, like, like what when when the crowd chants yes when Danielson does the yes kicks, like mm-hmm. that adds to their move. Or when when the when the glass breaks when Stone Cold yeah. comes in, that adds to the that adds to like Stone Cold. It doesn't take away from you know. So so like like one of the things I don't like is when people when the crowd plays beach ball. You know, yeah, or, all that stuff. You know, that's why when, the, like I was saying, when the Thunderdome was there, nobody was there. There was no shenanigans. So I was just like, yes, this is cool. Yeah, give, yeah. Me the, give me the wrestling. But also at that same time, it was just kind of weird for people to do their craft and still pretend and react like fans were still there when they should have just been focusing and on the in-ring competition. You know, so yeah, I thought yeah. that was kind of weird at first, but they kind of worked around it. Some of them did at least, and I think um, the, I think the wrestlers with like a good amount of like working the indies, they definitely profited from like a setting like that because they they understand like oh like what it's like to like wrestle in front of like ten people or like yeah no sometimes people. nobody's there, <laughs> sometimes it's five, sometimes it's twenty. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, so so like the ones that had like a lot of in ring work. When there's no crowd, they I think they did a better job than like the uh, the performance center babies who you know like they they knew only the WWE system, which isn't bad. Like please like don't think <laughs> don't think this is a knock on like the wonderful athletes who came up from that program. It's just mm-hmm. I, I I do think that, that that's a certain advantage of like someone like that works the indies because I've 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 had weekends where on Friday I'd have like a hundred people on Saturday I'd have like like 800 people and on Sunday I have like five people. So it's like, you know, yeah. And there'd all be like different audiences. Like one, well, like, like case of why I did a four day weekend where I wrestled in Fargo uh, for time bomb, a big crowd. Uh, I, would, I would say 200 to 300 people. Then I did a anime convention, which had, uh, had thousands of people watching us. So not necessarily just for us, but they had lots of people watching because it's, it's just in the middle of the event. Yeah, and then by Sunday, um, I wrestled Prestige, and it 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 was a wrestling wrestling audience. Like they were there to watch wrestling, so it wasn't like you know it wasn't as cramped as the anime event because you know a lot less people, but mm. they appreciated the wrestling a lot more because mm. they came for the wrestling. Okay. So, so I, I do understand the the whole like you know that that because I'm I'm an indie wrestler, you know. 
Yeah. So I did see um, some footage from the anime convention where y'all just out there wrestling on the floor or whatever. I mean, what was the prep work to go into that? Because, I mean, that was concrete. There was no padding or whatever. Y'all just pretty much like in a fight club circle, just going at it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a ring, but we decided, like, okay, why don't we take advantage of the opportunity to wrestle in front of, like, you know. Everyone. So we're we're, we're thinking our whole thought process is, like, we're going to do it, like, exactly like you said, fight club. But everyone that's surrounding us was in cosplay. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's perfect because I'm out here to, doing like Tekken moves and stuff. You know, like I, was, mm. I was out there like wrestling like a ninja. And and I was like, I told I told MV, I was like, hey, man, I'm just going to, all you got to do is stand there and wait for a kick and I'll do everything else. And and then and you know it translated pretty well. Like when I did, I did notice that like when we were watching the footage, it was like it, it wowed people, but they're they couldn't under they didn't understand what we were doing because they're not wrestling fans. They're they yeah. they they're there for anime and like you know. So watching this, they're like, what is going on? You know, they know it's a stunt work. Mm-hmm. They know it's uh, but they don't understand it's wrestling because like wrestling like isn't as. We 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 live in the wrestling bubble where we know what wrestling is, but um, if you remove yourself from like that wrestler wrestling fan mindset, a lot of like normies, you know, as I call them, or, or normal people, they 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 hear oh like you know like WWE, they like they have no idea what AEW is, they have no idea what Impact is, you mm-hmm. know, so like they they think they think yeah, WWE, they think John Cena, John Cena has not been in the company for like a while, you know, so mm-hmm. so. So that that was the audience that we were like, you know, appealing to it that day. And it's weird because it's just like that with you could say that for just about any medium or whatever, you know, you'll yep. say that there's people that don't understand what professional wrestling is or they don't watch. There's people still today as we live and breathe and we're talking right now. They don't know what the fuck a podcast is. And I was like, this, yeah. this is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I often get compared to Takashi 6 9 Oh, don't do that! Don't tell whoever you hit him with a freaking uh, or you can in the face. Yeah, yeah. Say- so, so it, like the the wildest part about this was when I first got compared to Takashi Six Nine. I, I had no idea who this was. I was like, mm. I thought they were like comparing me to an anime that I have never heard of because like Takashi yeah. sounds like an anime. So like, exactly. Oh, like, like it was just like a hentai because like they keep saying six nine or all that stuff, and then it turns out they were a rapper with a very dubious like you know thing, and I'm like, what the hell? Like I don't, I don't want to be compared to that. Like, yeah, I don't want you to be like, either. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Like, and the only reason why is because we had colored hair. Like, bro, like we like colored hair has existed way before Takashi six nine. I'll just say that you know, like yes, you don't even have the same hairstyle, like you know, but whatever. Like, I, I can't control how people perceive me. I just can mm. control like how I tell people, please don't do that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was that some influence of naming your uh, one of your moves, uh, sliced bread six nine? <laughs> no, uh, I. I just, <laughs> I called it the sliced bread 69 because I enjoy the number 69 and uh, there's, there's no PG explanation for why I enjoy the number 69. So I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with Takashi 69. He appropriated that number. Like it's like, Oh wow. Thanks. Thanks, bruh. Great freaking job. (laughs) Appropriating like one of like the coolest jokes I've, that's been, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Noah texted me or whatever, and he said that uh, he probably won't be able to join us because no. uh, the weather said no. So, sorry, Noah. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, well, well, here's what we'll do. We, we will honor, we'll, we'll take a five seconds of silence to honor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I took I'm my hat off, too. Like, here we go. You, you did it at, you, you giggled at like four point nine nine nine. So you 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 okay? You okay? <laughs> oh yeah, there was. I was at a show um very very recently, and they wanted to do a a ten bell salute. Not not because someone died, but it was like it was, it was like something stupid, and it was like an in in promotion joke. And it was like the the third bell ring, and people just started laughing, and it was just like okay, <laughs> like there goes no. there goes the there goes the so- somberness that they were trying to go for. Mm-mm. so like we talk about all these other things like anime and professional wrestling conventions and all these other things i mean that's a part of uh you know you your person yeah. so it's just like how do you take all the things that you like personally and everything and try to infuse that into your character into your in-ring work i've had decades i'm not decades i've had a decade <laughs> i thought as if i'm old uh <laughs> I've had decades worth of playing the video games where mm-hmm. I would create my own character in 2K oh, and yeah. Raw, and I would just in my head like you know form these things so so I literally me as a wrestler is just me living the creator wrestler dream I've always had I never thought so, about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every like one of the things that surprises people is like, how are you so creative and good this early on in your career? I'm like, I've been playing the games nonstop. I used this to be, is true. I used to be part of eFeds, yo. Like and and like it's dumb, but it's also like that's just the nature of it. Like, like and this is a poor example, but like let me just put it in perspective, like because I, I know it helps. There was a time where World War Three, you know, actually, you know, like we can probably use that as a very recent example. It was like TikTok is like our telescope lens to like what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, because they meme the war. Like it, it's it's incredibly baffling that like we have this perspective of like what's going on out there and the news portrays it as this extremely grim thing, and it is absolutely one hundred percent very area out there but you go on tiktok and you type in ukraine and you get like tiktoks of like how to steal a russian tank and then you get like a bunch of ukrainian teams yeah. being like that and then they go in and like just do wild stuff and it's like you, you know like social media has definitely shaped up like how the world is mm-hmm. and technology and video games and and movies and comic books to the point where it's their influence is rampant and not just, you know, and everything else. Like there was a time where like, we looked at comic book movies as stupid, not like not me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but, like, it it was like, Oh, you watch star Wars. You're a nerd. Like, okay, Mm. cool. Like now it's like, wow. Like the most profitable, like movie franchise of all time. Like who's laughing Mm. now, you know, but exactly. and, And so, it mirrors in wrestling like now you get wrestlers who are avid gamers like you're not getting like you are absolutely getting the bodybuilder type like you know wrestlers who transition Mm -hmm. from that world but there's a good like there's a good chunk of those like bodybuilder types that are also gamers or Mm -hmm. or even geeks you know you get these references left and right and and it's cool to like see that like evolution of like 
back in the day, the, the wrestlers you get, like, you, you, we pointed out Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was a bodybuilder. Sting was a bodybuilder, you know? Like, you talk to them about, like, Star Wars, they're probably, like, just like, I don't have time for that. I'm at the gym. Now you get, like, you know, you get, like, someone like Keith Lee, who is an absolute unit. But then you talk to them about, like, yeah, man, I, I watch anime. You know, like, you know, yeah, you know, so... So it's it's pretty awesome, and th- that's where I'm at. Is like I have roots heavily, like you know, intertwined with the gaming side of wrestling, mm-hmm. and th- I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I'm pretty sure the more the longer uh, wrestling goes on, and I hope it goes on long because I just started. But like the more <laughs> the long the longer wrestling subsides, the more we're gonna see wrestlers like me who have like mm-hmm. who take upon themselves to like and be be embracive of like the roots and the the gaming or the, the animation and all that stuff you know i'm sorry that that's like such a long-winded answer i'm just oh yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean but I, I i feel you and all that and everything and i just i think um I, the thing that i can kind of compare it to for me uh somebody asked about uh lebron james or something for basketball. Anything, anything, I don't even know why I'm even bringing this point up or whatever because I I haven't been really into basketball since Michael Jordan was an active player. But um, to compare those two, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, I would say now that this generation that LeBron James is in, they are phenomenal basketball players, of course. But I feel like they are better business people and you know socially aware of things more so than the previous generation and everything. And then I feel like it's the same thing for wrestling as well. I mean, you you have so much more insight and a lot of people are more business savvy than a lot of the people were in the past generations and whatnot. So I, I, I dig the evolution. I like how the things are changing and evolving. And it's just like, I'm waiting for all this old shit to like die out. <laughs> Cause I mean, I'm just yeah, like, I'm gonna- tired of Goldberg coming back. I'm tired of Brock coming back. I want some new shit. I want Ricochet up front with the WWE title or whatever fucking higher prestigious title there is out there or whatever. I want Darius Lockhart out there. I want yeah. Fuego up there. I want all those people up front, but they got to sit there and wait till some old motherfucker decide that he want to retire or he, or he can go do something else to make money that doesn't tax his body and shit. And yep. it pisses me the fuck off. I, I... I have that a very very similar opinion, um, but it's it's also one of those things where I, I get why they do oh, they yeah. rely on that. It's it's a safe bet. It's always well, there's always traction, but so I mean, I mean as yeah. a consumer, that's how I feel. Yeah, but as a man, as a human being, I cannot fault a person for providing for themselves and their family. So if you back up a dump truck worth of money to my house and you tell me, hey, man, do three matches, you know, we'll pay you millions and millions of dollars. Fucking right. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the thing is I, I very recently I made this post and like people are asking, do you want to go somewhere? You want to get something? I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I want money. <laughs> I want lots of money. I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like. Like everybody would assume, like, oh, Kid Bandit's such a wholesome, like, social media presence. Yeah, yeah, and I am. I try to be a good person. I also like money. 
I mean, but I'm also doesn't... not going to compromise myself for money. Yeah. Is for obviously like you know I'm gonna be te- I, I'm gonna put it out there right now. Like hey, I I, I like money, but I'm not going to sell my soul to the devil for it. As as, as mm-hmm. it were. That being said, I'm not going to turn down like money. You know, like um mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm not, not going to shy away from profit. And it, 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 as an entertainer, and you 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 would know because you run a podcast, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The very nature of what we do is clout chasing. We just have to go about it the right way, because like, yeah. like when you say we're cloud chasers, is there such a negative like connotation behind that? But ultimately, that's what we're all trying to do. The more mm-hmm. clout we have, the more attention we have, the more there is a margin for profit. But you know, and th- this, and, and, and how apropos you're talking about business savvy, right? Because I, I, I research this. That I'm out here like you know trying to like make sure that I can expand my brand as uh mm-hmm. in the best way possible without without compromising my values because ultimately yeah, that's that's the important thing isn't it it's like what what would be the point if i was so rich but i'm not portraying like i'm not me anymore i i mm-hmm. tr- change everything about myself to so i could you know get rich quick it it's it's more like how can i get as much clout in the positive light make a profit from it uh, get garner as much traction and attention without like you know without because because like I'm, I'm not gonna make everyone happy true but i don't want like as much as possible i don't want to step on people's toes because mm-hmm. because why you know like yeah. so so and, and it's so easy it's so easy to just be like oh i'm better than homeboy over there i'm better than homegirl over there here let me show you it's so easy to just like get traction like with drama and hate and like you know um like i can't even come up with an example because like it, it, it it's gonna rub me the wrong way if i do like point out like someone who did something but let's say wrestler one decides to like go off on on and and start shit with like wrestler two and people are like oh wow and there's a lot of traction on it there's a lot of like eyes on it people because people love it like people love seeing like like it's like driving in the freeway and you see a car wreck and you're like, what's that over there? And everyone's driving slow. They want to see what's going on and stuff like that. Pisses so me off when go- it happens too. <laughs> it, I was like, I'm trying to get home. God damn it. Stop rubbernecking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so easy to go that route because everyone loves car, car wrecks. Everyone loves to see that. But I don't want to do that because I... I I I see that all the time with YouTubers. It's pretty mm, disgusting. Yeah, yeah you know, like, I know you, you brought up the most notorious earlier in your interview, uh, Mr. Paul. Yeah. Mm, that motherfucker. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he's done so much after the fact. And I was like, nah, you can still kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, you, you, you ain't gonna, we ain't gonna sweep that shit under the rug. I'm like, fuck all that couch. <laughs> you, you definitely put every, like, I, I, if I had a little bit more gumption in me, I would probably say exactly what you have said. But so I, I, I appreciate you for expressing exactly how I feel about that entire situation <laughs> in <Yeah>. words. <laughs> I see him on my TV, and I'm just like. And that that goes along to what I was talking about. These old motherfuckers coming back and all this other bullshit or whatever. I mean, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Damn. I had a question for you. Uh, it came okay. from uh, somebody in our Discord group. I think that's Mister Jason. 
He was like, something, something. What is your character class in D&D or Dark Souls or Elden Ring or whatever you play? Elden Ring? I'm a bandit. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, was it a hard choice to why. pick that? <laughs> I wonder why I chose Bandit, though. I, 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 I wouldn't know. <laughs> but yes, I, in Elden Ring, I am a Bandit. I've, I've been playing it for, I want to say, like three hours. Mm-hmm. And I just beat the first boss, like the beginner boss. And that's all I've done so far because I've died to that per- boss like so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I was so stubborn. I'm like, no, like the first time I tried to beat this boss i almost won i didn't but i'm gonna keep trying until i finally beat this fucking and i did and i filmed it and i put it on twitter and i just captioned it as like i'm a lunatic and i'm probably not gonna play this game for a while because like, it took so much out of me you know but i finally I I, did it you know, so i know so, i think i might lose a little bit of my soul if i played dark souls I, I got a playstation 5 and it came with dark souls and i uh, shit you not I got the PlayStation like when it was originally released. So I got lucky in that aspect. Dark Souls came with it. And I shit you not, right here, <laughs> up in this shelf, in this cabinet, is still in the shrink wrap, never been opened. Cause I ain't I'm I'm scared to touch that game. <laughs> it's it's definitely like one of those games where it's like a badge of honor once you beat it. You're like, hey, I beat Dark Souls. What's up? You know, like, I think, like, I think for me it'll just be putting it in the console to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, um, for me, what one of my uh, it's hard to go off on a tangent. Like Dishonored, oh, it's on this side. Dishonored mm-hmm. and Dishonored Two is like one of my uh, one of my favorite games of all time. Just because I remember playing the first Dishonored, and I and one of the I, I looked up the achievements. There was an achievement that like, you could play this game without ever being seen, without killing anybody, like like you know, without upgrading your powers. And that was the very like the like I, like you could like you could play the game like entirely opposite way. But yeah. I played a game where I I never I never set off an alarm and never got and it took so long because I had to like reload every five seconds. I played it on easy just so I could get like the freaking you know the achievements. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, I, like that was like and I was like fifteen, I think when I did. I was like thirteen, so like I was like yeah. So like two years ago. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, 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 a lot <laughs> older. I'm a lot older than like uh, so. So there is a there is a really wild rumor going around that I'm like forty. I'm not forty. But I'm also nah. not 19, which a lot of people mm. assume. You know, I was a, uh, I, I I remember there, I, I was in a show with Nick Wayne. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, sitting next to Nick Wayne, just like you know, we we're just talking about like thing. And I looked at him, and he's way taller than I am, so I'm like, he looks more of an adult than me. But I think I'm like a good like eight to ten years older than Nick Wayne. <laughs> so so it's like it was like this is weird because he looks, Nick Wayne looks more of an adult than I do, but mm-hmm. I'm almost a decade, if not already a decade older than Nick Wayne. Yeah. And that's crazy. Cause like, um, I have not long been into indie wrestling or whatever. I mean, I grew up on WWE and everything, but like maybe let's say 10 years or a little more than that. I started getting into indie wrestling. I've been to my first indie show. And everything. So it was just like seeing all these people grinding, doing their things and whatnot. I gained a little bit more respect than I already had for people who did professional wrestling. Um, I was able to even train a little bit and take a couple bumps and run the ropes and do things like that or whatever. So I have a even more, you yes. know, heightened appreciation for the craft. But now, compared to when I first started, you know, 
a little over a decade ago watching independent wrestling, I'm seeing the field get younger and younger and younger and younger. Yeah. So you you talk about Nick Wayne. Uh, Roxy just signed with WWE not too long ago, and she, I, I, I don't even think she's 21 yet. So yeah, no. Um, she's been wrestling for like five, six years already. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> But uh, it's, it's in the same class with that one of my friends, Mimi. Um, I, I I say friends generously because I've barely interacted with them, but they've they've been nice to me when I when I do interact with them. Uh, Mimi's mm-hmm. like nineteen, and she also got signed. Uh, I believe her yeah. name now is Amelia, but yeah, she was she was in the same class as Roxy. Billy Starks, who I just met, like you know, I think three weeks ago, is like seventeen. It's like you know, uh, there's yeah. a there's a girl who has a My Hero Academia gimmick who. I've kind of taken under my wing in DPW because like she's her dad and her dad's a big fan of me and her name's Erica. And she's also a fan of me. And I'm like, you don't, you guys don't need to be fans. Like you guys should, you guys are wrestlers too. You guys can like, you know, be my peers. You know that. Right. And they're like, no, no, no. You want to be your fan. I'm like, okay. But like, I consider you guys my peers. So, you know, but yeah, they're like, she's young. Uh, her dad is also fairly young too. So it's like, mm-hmm. what is going on? You know, like, and, and and it's kind of hitting me too. It's like I do like it's kind of like a personal crisis on my end. It's like, did I start a little bit late, yeah. or did I start at the perfect time? Because I know who I am. And five six years ago, had I been in the indies and I achieved this amount of traction, I would have been a total jerk. Um, I grew a lot as a person and matured a lot more to the point where if I had experienced this level of like, you know, success back then, I probably would have gone a totally different direction. Would have corrupted you. (laughs) Yeah. It would have like, like one of the things that I think endears me with people is that the fact that I'm very self-aware of like what's going on with me. I'm not like, Oh, look at me. I'm a big name bandit now. Yeah. I'm a rock star. (laughs) It's it's, a lot of it's like me telling people, I don't know why I'm famous. Hey, like, I, I, I think you should, use, not to, not to cut you off, but I think you should use that as like big, big man bandit or whatever you just said. Yeah, big, big name bandit is here. Big, yeah, I like that. Yeah, eight, months, eight months into my career, I was on AEW twice. Yeah, look out, look out. Like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Like, it, it, then it also, I know a lot of my wrestling peers in the indies look at me and think I skipped the line. Mm-hmm. It, I don't blame them. Because I did, I, 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 I'm not gonna knock my hard work and ethic because I've been working nonstop, like two, three shows every week. I'm, I'm hitting. I hit my 90th match last Friday, so I'm 92 mat, 91, 91 matches in, and I'm less than nine months in. So it's like mm-hmm. there is a grind, there is a hustle there. Yeah. That being cagematch.net not even tracking you yet, so <laughs> Exactly. Like, they, they they I don't know how. I don't I have no idea how to do start with that, but hey, well, let, me, let me double made. check. Sorry. Let me double check cuz like I cuz I see now cuz I thought it was 1D, so it's 2Ds. Maybe if I add that extra D <laughs> add that extra D. Not kids bandit, kid bandit. Nope. Still not there yet, <laughs> but you'll get there and I'll, I'll get, read all your stats I'll, on the show and it'll be fun. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even like, you know, I'm like last, I'm not, I'm not in a rush. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, my peers, they'd be doing this for like five, six, seven, eight, ten, nine, ten years even. And mm-hmm. I kind of overlap a lot of them because it could be because of the hair. 
could be because of Twitter, could be because of like a multitude of things that mm-hmm. have like com- combined has gotten me to where I'm at. Like, it's so baffling to me to be where I'm at and not really have anyone to look to for an example as a, you know, because, because like in the, you see in WWE a lot where where someone who is about like the same length of like experience as me gets thrust into swim with the sharks and they're going to, yeah, and like, it's either sink or swim with them. Right. Um, and usually they're big men, like big mm. men, you know, wrestlers who, you know, like they, they get thrust in the, the TV position because of their physique, but they don't really know how to work yet. And, mm-hmm. and it's a sink or swim. And sometimes they learn how to swim, you know, sometimes they don't. Rich Holland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know, you know, like, cause I'm not them because I'm not in the WWE, but for me, mm-hmm. I'm in the Indies. I, I am experienced. I, I have, I want to say like three to four years of like indie vet experience crammed in like nine months. And I have the success level of someone who's been doing it for like seven to eight years crammed in like nine months. And there, there really isn't anyone that's been, that's done what I've done in this rate that I've done. And it, it's pretty scary because I can't look to anyone for guidance. The people who mentored me are Cody, who, you know, He's probably busy doing whatever he's doing right now because I don't even know what Cody's doing. QT, who is like uh, in charge with a lot of the backstage of an AEW, so I can't really like, I I don't want to bother them with that. Or on the other side of that, like people who aren't, who have never experienced and enjoyed this level of like notoriety. So I can't turn to them and be like, hey, what do I do? Where do I go from here? So I'm kind of like learning this on the fly, as it were. And I'm kind of uh, paving the way for this, for because like the pace I'm going back about this is a breakneck pace. I don't, mm-hmm. I, 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 and, and this isn't me being arrogant. I was just, I just can't think of anybody else who's experiencing this much level of like explosion and popularity, mm-hmm. and you know, this early on in their career in, in the indies at least. Mm-hmm. In the WWE, I could name a couple, but like in the indies, not not so much. In the indies operate in such a drastically different rule set than it is in the WWE. Oh yeah. And and the the number one thing is like, you're in charge of your own branding and your own business and your own profits. And, Mm -hmm. and this goes back to where, you know, I was talking about like, if I, if I had done this when I was younger and I experienced this much amount of growth when I was younger, I would not be able to handle like the finances. I wouldn't be able to handle like the popularity or, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm old. I'm not old. I'm not that old. But I'm also like at the prime age of like I know, I know I have to be careful because if I'm not careful, I could I could burn out, and if I burn out now, then I might never get back to like this point. Mm-hmm. But I I also can't slow down either because I might I might also like you know yeah people will catch up and pass you up. <laughs> well, I, I mean I'm I'm okay with people passing me up because like at the end of the day nobody has my hair, you know, <laughs> <laughs> unless unless. Unless a person has a very similar hairstyle to me and a move set that's very similar to me, and you know they 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 got that like anime gimmick as well. The only I'm person cool. I can think of, the only person I can think of is that's a sliver close is Oscar. <laughs> that, that like, being compared to Oscar is great. 
and Oscar's in the WWE, so I only, I, only, I gotta catch up to Oscar. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the other way around where they're, they're trying to pass me. And, and ultimately, there's so much food at the top of the mountain. There's lots of room in the table. So, like, I, I don't care. Like, uh, more power to everybody else to, like, succeed, right? Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to get to the top of the mountain. It's just me. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, where's my friends? You know, like, I want, I want, I want everyone to make it because this is all our yeah. dreams. This is all... Yeah. And uh yeah, uh, I think you mentioned that as well on your one of your other interviews to where like you got the opportunity to do the thing at AEW and you immediately grabbed one of your homeboys and was like, Hey, put this guy on the show too, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and that's kind of like I can relate to that as far as you know, this podcasting <laughs> thing goes, is because I've been doing this for six years. And you know, to go to what your point is, is like I started it because, you know, I wanted something, you know that, you know, kind of, I guess, goes beyond me or whatever. Because, I mean, one day I'm going to stop, but this will still be here and it'll just keep going and going and going. And I have a, in the beginning, what it was supposed to be is was like a a, a diary of sorts or whatever. Because yes. I, I was in the military. Then I got out of the military. Oh, you very then, thank you for your support. I, I just figured out what to say when somebody said that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, in, I'm in the same way. It's like, it's awkward for me to say, like, because I, I serve too. But, but like I'm like I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, I was in the motor pool on my phone. Whoa, you <laughs> yeah, say basically. motor pool? What, what army or what? Army. I was okay, army. all right. Yeah, because I don't. Not too many people say motor pool, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was either figuring the army or maybe Navy Marine Corps, but yeah, yeah. I was writing on my first guess. Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah. ever uh, have you ever been uh, to Fort Lindenwood? Then is that the is that the one in Missouri? Yes. No, but I I know that's where they send people who get arrested. <laughs> yeah, that's where they do the MP is training Levin, as is well. Is it Leavenworth or Leonardwood? Like that oh, Leonardwood. Can... Leonardwood is where they do the MP training. So I guess you could go to jail there. <laughs> but okay, I I know I know it starts with an L, and that's my my friend got stationed. Leavenworth is jail. Leonardwood Leavenworth. is training. So Leavenworth yeah. is the one. Okay, so Leonardwood. I have not been in Leavenworth. Uh, Leonard or Leavenworth for that matter, but I am familiar <laughs> that one of them is in charge of like something with the law. Okay, yeah, but because I was gonna say, yeah, that's where I retired out of Fort Leonardwood, the armpit. Uh, yeah, the armpit of Missouri or whatever, <laughs> and I call it that because legit, if you look on the map, it's down the road from a city or a place called Devil's Elbow. So you got the elbow, you got oh, the armpit. Okay. So. I was stationed in one of my hometowns, which is Anchorage. So <laughs> Anchorage, lucky Alaska. It, 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 yeah, it's lucky for me, but not not so much lucky for my peers. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, ha, I'm used to this. And then yeah. everybody's like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm not used to it. Uh, to be fair, I did. I wasn't actually used to it either. You know, I was like, "This, this sucks." Like, it, like, like it kind of tainted my perception of Anchorage. Now it's like, ah, yeah. Back then, I used to think I, I used to live in Anchorage. It was cool. Now that I think about Anchorage, I used to live in Anchorage. And I was in the military in Anchorage. So I was like, ah, you know. What? Well, so did you just do uh, four years? Three. Three. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah you. I was, you I was like infantry. Re- so my my um. My my tech school was part of my basic training, so I just had a little bit longer of a basic Okay, training. all right. Word. So, like, is that kind of why you got the, the late start with wrestling and everything? Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, it was a combination of, like, 
never being an athlete growing up, um, being kind of out of shape. Uh, yeah, they kind of they kind of whipped that into you a little bit. <laughs> they did. They absolutely did in the in the, in the army, which which is how I. It, so I, I I was kind of in shape in the army, and then I got out. Uh, had some mental health issues, some demons I had to face. So I drank a lot. Um, Ooh, I can relate. I, yeah, 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 and and I, you know, you're a kid that. You know, you had a purpose. You realize that you're not really a good fit for the army because you're really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yep. nah, that would make you a, a perfect fit, really. <laughs> there's some weird motherfuckers in the military. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right there. But I was not a good fit for the army personally. Mm-hmm. So as soon as, like, when they asked me if I wanted to re-up, I said, nah, I, nah. I don't for me. But that's all I've known. That, like, that my first my first taste of independence and, and it's funny because like I say independence, but in the army you're actually kind of babysat. Like you, yeah. you you had you had a sergeant making sure you're sleeping and like waking up on like your information. Yeah. You 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 your your hand is held. Yeah yeah. For the most part, you're independent when you're not in the on the clock, but you're on the clock like what twenty hours a day if you're if you're being like you know honest about it because like pretty much you're always on call. Some some motherfucker decides to go drink and drive in the weekend and you're fucked. You know, like, yeah. You have like nothing. You had nothing to do with that. You're on the other side of the town hanging out with your friends who aren't in the army and you get text messages like formation now freaking it's like two a.m. and you're like why the fuck and, why. <laughs> And it turns out like your fucking squad mate drunk uh, got drunk and drove and now nobody's allowed to leave base and you're you know it's like you're 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 basically in like you're policed you're you're yeah. you're babysat mm-hmm. and when I got out I didn't really have a direction I I was drinking all the time uh, I I moved been moved back in with my parents and I just all the unhealthy habits that was offset by the physical physical fitness of the army that I didn't have to do anymore. I didn't have to go work out at 5 a.m. anymore. So I gained a lot of weight, lots of weight. And I, I was depressed. I was eating a lot. Uh, I had, and you being a veteran, you could probably relate. You, you lose some friends. Yeah. Not, not to the war, but to themselves. Mm-hmm. And seeing that hit me hard because I was kind of walking that path too, and yeah. it was it was terrifying. And when I said, and when I finally found the opportunity, I, I got in trouble with the law, you know, because oh, I that'll sober you up real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was just like, like I didn't know how to be an adult, you know. I was just like, I was so used to having a sergeant or a captain tell me like how to live. And like, like, yes, sir. Or yes, sir. And I'm like, you know, so without that guidance, I was kind of fucked. And, and, you know, uh, wrestling turned my life around because like during that whole period of depression, I had that. It was something I was, I like nostalgically associated with a good part of my life growing up. And I figured I know how to get in shape. I was in the army. Yeah. So I got, I enrolled for wrestling school and it's not a, it's not an exaggeration when I say wrestling turned my life around. It did. I lost like 150 pounds. My hair grew and it's nice and fluffy and beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I was able to, it, you know, I, one of my trainers was Jake Atlas, who mm-hmm. is very openly gay. Uh, and it helped me embrace 
parts of my sexuality, which I never, you know, I, um, seeing someone like um, Max, uh, Max the Impaler, who is unabashedly non-binary and open about it, like it helps me be open about being non-binary. Um, seeing the support from Twitter about like me being open about that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, me, I mean, I like to this day when I, when I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to start HRT. I, I debated about making that a public announcement because like, I'm like, ah, these people won't care to this day. Like people care more about that than me doing a Phoenix splash. And I'm like, really? Like the Phoenix splash is a cool freaking move. 500, like no, no, not even like 20 likes on Twitter. Me going HRT thousands of likes. And I'm like, okay, so I, I get it. Like, yeah, like, like, okay, like people support me, but like, yeah, you, you know. So, r- wrestling has been good to me, and it ha- it definitely has its flaws. It definitely oh, has yeah. it. Like, like you said, like you know, like WWE could use to you know, I want to see Ricochet in the main event scene, like Nob Goldberg. You know, it definitely has its flaws. It definitely has its talk share toxic people. Um. Mm-hmm. There, there's definitely lots of things about wrestling that makes me kind of be upset that like why you know yeah man this, this shit's a work come on like what like th- this shit's a work it's it's well why are we treating it like you know like why, why is it so like why are people so shitty mm-hmm. but at the at, at the grand scheme of things it did save my life and mm-hmm. i i and if i could help i guess like leave it a better place than when i met it i found it then that's the goal, you know? And, and it's yeah. such a, such a profound way of saying like, yeah, I just want to make money and you know, do good. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like, I want to make money. And, you know, because like, it, 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 and I guess, I guess I, 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 let me, let me, let me turn it around real quick. I want to make money because I want to buy my parents like a nice house. There, there you go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's always a goal too. But like, um, going back to what you were saying and even to kind of go off of what you were saying when I, I spent 16 years of my life in the military mm-hmm. and um, that was like right out of high school. And then like, even before I joined the military, I got somebody pregnant. So it was just like, I'm not a kid anymore, but I'm still a kid with a kid on the way. And now I need a job. <laughs> so military was like top option for me. Cause back home where I'm from, all you can do is either work at a, freaking chemical plant a casino or be like a nurse aide or something and yeah, like yeah. i was not filling any of those three of so my family big military presence my father brothers all those people a lot of people in my family so that was the path i chose and um it was it, it did suck you know, especially that first four years or whatever, because you're the yeah. lowest guy on the totem pole, and then you got everybody up here like shitting on you, be like, "Here, go clean the toilet or whatever." You know, you know, you know how that shit can. Yeah, go 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 mop the motor pool in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, go go get the blinker fluid. <laughs> 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 you know, fill out this ID ten T form or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 funny because like. I can only relate like to these things as a veteran to another veteran. Like only yeah. you would understand, you know? Yeah. So it was like um I was fortunate in the aspect in that first four years to have some good leadership or some people that actually looked out for me, which kind of led to me sticking around uh, <laughs> you know, the rest of the time and everything. And whenever I was able to get into the position to where I had people in my charge or whatever. 
I tried to do whatever I could to make it better for them because I know at a time I didn't have that part as far as leadership goes. So it was all about giving back. And to when I was talking about uh, Fort Lindenwood, Missouri being a shitty place, but out of all the places I've been, I believe it was probably the best duty station that I ever been to in hindsight, because there I got over fear of public speaking. (laughs) Cause like, I mean, cause you know, you, you know how it is. I mean, you can be around anybody and just, you know, just have conversation, chill and, you know, just do whatever. But when you are handed a curriculum and a, a, a PowerPoint and all this stuff, and you got to get up there and you got to know oh, what the yeah. fuck you're talking yeah. about. Or and it's we just have like, to do a board. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Promotion boards and shit. It's just like, I, 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 my, my brain just fizzled the fuck out of me or whatever. And you yeah. know, the kind of one of the advantages and you know, depending on how it goes about the disadvantages of the military is they'll whip shit into you or whatever. I learned how to swim because of the military. I was definitely afraid of water, but they was like, bitch, swim. I was like, okay. And yeah, I started yeah. swimming. <laughs> you know? I, and, I learned I learned real quick that my body is tough because mm-hmm. we out here hiking, like, we're rucking 12 miles in under three hours. I'm like, well, I didn't know I could do that. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. My feet we are hurt, made but- to do things. Yeah. <laughs> you figure it out quick. You know? And, uh, you know, it just... I appreciate all 16 years of that stuff. And then just like throughout the good and the bad of it or whatever, if I had the choice to where like to go back in time and I started over and do it the same way, I, w- I would have to, because that led me here. Yeah. And, you know, I probably, it's I, us I, having this conversation right now, if I hadn't done that, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. You know, who, where, who knows where you would be right now. Yeah. I mean, so I, it's, it's, it's a process. Like I, like I, I'm a, I'm a very similar boat in that, like, yeah, it wasn't a good fit for me, but there's there's a lot of things I took out from it that helped me become a better person. There's definitely some bad things I took out from it too. That that, <laughs> that you know, like 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 uh, I wish you would, motherfucker. You know, like that that kind of yeah. mentality. You know, I, I, I'm still like that, but I I, I mellowed out, you know. But <laughs> but yeah, the ability to, to fall asleep, the ability to fall asleep anywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Oh my! So like, this is one of the fun uh, indie story one on one, real quick. Indie wrestling story one on one. I get hotels now when I get flying flown in, but when I tell promoters, "Hey, you can just drop me off at the airport. I'll just stay there." They're like, "Really? You don't want to sleep in a hotel room?" I'm like, believe me, I have slept in places you would not believe a, a human being could sleep Boy. for for four <laughs> hours function for two days in a row and then you know i'm i'll be okay and the Mm. fact is like i had to do those things without energy drinks yeah (laughs) yeah i'll be fine and yeah but to 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 echo your statement yeah no if i if i had to go back in time and see if i want to redo it and even though it wasn't a good fit for me i probably would but i'd choose the air force (laughs) (laughs) that's why i was trying to push on to my son or whatever i was like man you did you did air force rotc man it's a slam dunk why don't you just go that way or space force even i I forget that's a real thing now (laughs) like no no how i figured that was real because i know it was you know on tv and shit but I didn't realize it was real until I pulled up my Navy Federal Bank app and it has a list of all the branches on there on the splash screen and it says Space Force. I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way the way they presented it initially is that it's like it's going to be like fucking Halo, like just Star Wars. 
it, it, but in, re- in reality, it's more like fucking like a, na- a militarized NASA. <laughs> like that, that's all it, it yeah, really is. Yeah, it's like Air Force with space. <laughs> yeah, Air Force with space. That's it. And, but but everybody assumes it's going to be like, yeah, we're going to fight aliens like shit. Like, you know, I wish, I, if I had, if the Space Force, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of, like, being infantry in the army. There is a certain badge of honor of, like, being in the front lines fucking doing, like, hoo shit. Like, you know, granted, mm-hmm. we hate saying hoo but fuck. If, if, if Space Force was on the table when I was, like, you know, 18, that's a hard fucking sell, man. Yeah, man, they bring this draft back around. I'm like, hey, draft me to the Space Force, baby. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I want, I want laser guns and shit. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. As long as we ain't doing no star sh- starship trooper ship or shit or whatever. whatever. I'm just, I ain't as trying to fight no bugs. Ship, fuck that. As long as y'all send me send my ass to the Clindathu, I'm good. Yeah, fuck all that couch. No, the, the, but I, I did have a discussion with my friend who's still in the service about why Starship Troopers was such a good movie for people in service. And it's because it's one of the few movies that start off with you in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> going into the service. And, and I think a lot of like military movies, when they get presented to you, they, they cast people who aren't like kids. But I mean, I was in the service like my entire platoon, like my sergeant was like 21, you know, mm-hmm. my platoon was filled with like 18 and 17 year olds. I was like 18. So, yeah, man, this, <laughs> I don't know. Those are some wild times. I, yeah. I loved, I loved every minute of it. I miss it sometimes, but it's just I like, hmm. yeah. I, mean, I, I never thought I'd miss, like, I never thought I'd miss formation. Like that was like the weirdest thing. I'd wake up at like uh like fucking five thirty a.m. and I'm like, why am I awake? Why am I why am I getting dressed? Why am I sleeping in like workout clothes? You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I do miss I miss some things. Yes. Word. So usually when I have uh professional wrestlers on the show, I have a list of five professional wrestlers that I would bring up. And, you know, I, I'll say their names and I would just like your honest opinions and thoughts upon their names and whatnot. So I got five of them here for you. And since Noah is into like anime and comics and all those other things, he had five things that he wanted to ask you as well in that realm. But he's not here. So he texts me his list. OK. OK. <laughs> so we'll start with Noah's first. We'll just kind of, you know, volley back and forth between my five and his five. So number one for him, and you know, don't slander me if I say it wrong, but uh, uh, Naruto. My my number one opinion about Naruto. Okay, Naruto. All right. So I was that's how I said it in my mind, but I said it because I thought I was saying it right when I said it out loud. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, what do I feel about Naruto? Uh, it's such a long winded anime with a lot of filler. Um, he was probably the one character that stayed pretty consistent. I mean, a lot of them did pretty because because it, the show itself has such a wide, diverse cast of characters that it it, it there wasn't a lot of room for character development because mm-hmm. every archetype is filled. Naruto himself ended up with a lot of uh. Are we talking about the show? Or just the individual, the show or the individual? However you want to attack. So, so it. The individual himself didn't didn't really grow. You know, there there was a lot there wasn't a lot of character development. He grew up, but he his personality pretty much stayed the same mm-hmm. because 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 the nature of the show is because like it's a, it's in a grand ensemble with 
filled with a lot of colorful cast of characters that didn't really that filled that filled all the roles. So like you you can't you, there wasn't really a need for like someone to like change their personality. And I personally prefer watching people develop uh, in in medium. Yeah, you know, I, I really like how like for example like Luke Skywalker in Star Wars went from like very optimistically naive in episode four and episode six he's like this wise like person who who's very cool and collected and composed naruto didn't enjoy that character development and now he's an adult with kids and you know um i do like him still just because one of the one of the plot points of like the show is that he had he was he had one conviction and he wanted to be he wanted to be the hokage which was like in universe president of like the village i guess and he worked his ass off to get to that point. Did he have a lot going for him? Absolutely. But he also had a lot of things going against him that, you know, ma- made it made it kind of a challenge for him to get to that position. So that's that's my long-winded opinion about him. Now, the short answer is, yeah, fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first professional wrestler off of my five, Heather Monroe. Oh really? Ah, uh, she uh did is it uh, like okay? You probably heard it from like the Fightful interview, but Heather's my coach, well, one of my original trainers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I gave her a ride here at a New Texas Pro Show, so I had to pick oh! her up. From... <laughs> I'm cur- curious, but uh, did I ever come up in that in like conversation at all with with Heather or no? Well, I'm an awkward person when it comes to people, so it was okay, just like. Okay. The booker called me up. He's like, hey, man, wh- where you live at? I was like, I live on the north side. He's like, could you do me a favor? I was like, of course. What what you need? Could you pick some talent up for me? I was like, all right. Send me the address. And it was her. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Heather um, was one of my original trainers um, when I first started wrestling. Uh, she was there every Monday. Um, and she would actually come in before class to work out on her own. She was very dedicated to the craft. Mm-hmm. Um uh she i think one of the things about heather that a lot of people see is that she's pretty obviously she's very pretty but she's also Mm -hmm. she also has this mindset that she didn't want to just get by as just another pretty face she actually wants to like showcase like look at me i can wrestle like Mm -hmm. you know i don't i i'm not here because of my looks i'm here because because of my looks and because i can fucking wrestle so Mm -hmm. so i respect that because I'm, I'm actually surprisingly, in my wildest dreams, never thought I'd have that problem where people like I, I have to like prove that I'm not getting by just with my looks, or I guess like with the hair, you know, like or I'm not getting by with just my gimmick. I can wrestle if I have to, if I have to rely on just my technical abilities alone, I could put on a good match. And she, she has that drive. So that's my mm-hmm. opinion about Heather. Also because like she trained me. I, I wouldn't be here without Heather's help. Like, you know, so it's yeah. like it's a very biased opinion. <laughs> yeah. I got to call commentary for a match she had, she had with uh Will Alday and it was a it was a hoot. <laughs> yeah. So Will Alday's that, also really cool. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, I think that was one of my, my questions that I asked one of the commentators. I was like, but can he go all day? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Number two on Noah's anime list, My Hero Academia. Oh, okay. So we're talking about the shows. Okay. Okay. So uh, My Hero Academia was one of my ins- inspirations for getting into shape because 
much like the main character in My Hero Academia, and I, I'm I'm gonna try to give you as much. Uh, I, I know how familiar you are with the show. Are you, are you pretty familiar? I know of it. I mean, I have a child that's all into that stuff or whatever, so I I get bits and pieces of it, but I'm not fully into the scope of it. But I'm aware. Okay, of it. so I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it short because I've, we've been talking for like an hour and twenty. So hey man, take your time. Do what you want. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't want to give me that answer when we're talking about anime because you. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um. My Hero Academia's main character um, has, uh, he is, he doesn't have any superpowers in a society mm. where 80% of the population does have superpowers. Almost like and, Batman. <laughs> yeah, except Batman had his brain going for him and he had mm. money, which like, I think we've established a lot, like a lot. Yes, we need some. <laughs> we, like, we like some, we need some, we were not, yeah. you know, but. But he didn't have anything going for him. He was actually being bullied by like his childhood friend, who was a genius. You know, he was very smart and very powerful. Um, and he, you know, through through um, a lot of circumstance, he ended up inheriting the power of his childhood hero. And it, it's a lot of parallels with my story, as it were, because I didn't have a lot going for me coming into wrestling. I I I was in the army, sure, but like all the like all all the physical like shape that the army whipped me to was gone. I was fat and eating Olive Garden and Burger King every day. I was, I was. That's a weird terrible. combination there. That's Olive Garden and Burger King. <laughs> because because my apartment was next to both of them. So that, well. that, that, yeah, and 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 then even in high school, I was kind of a chubster. So it's like I, I did not like really have a lot of you know, physical attributes going for me in wrestling. I, I never, I was never like the most charismatic person. I was never, I like, the only thing I really had going for me was I read a lot of books. And so like my vernacular and my, my, I, my, my verbiage is pretty good, but you know, like I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not six foot five. Like my, my best friend itch. I'm not, I'm not freak flipper gymnast. I don't have that gymnastics background. Everything I learned, I learned off like hours of studying it on YouTube and working on work, work, working on it in my front lawn. Like we're learning how to do these like spin kicks and stuff. I just worked on it. So moving forward in wrestling, I basically paralleled my story off the main character of My Hero Academia. And I think the coolest bit about that is that he ended up inheriting his power from his childhood hero very much like how i ended up like inheriting a lot of cody um uh, in his ideals because i trained under him in the nightmare factory so is is kid bandit living an anime life fuck yeah (laughs) they are you know like fuck yeah they they really are living like the the ultimate anime life you know as it were you know Mm -hmm. so number two on my list of professional wrestlers Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh shit! He left the screen. I, I, I don't, I don't even. Do I need to say anything else? Like, I, was gonna wear, I was gonna wear this shirt right away. Um, I, I grew up like into SmackDown vs. Oh nine. I'm pretty sure was he was my season mode character. Um. He was uh, one of my favorites growing up, if not the favorite at one point. Yeah, I really enjoyed Stardust. 
and as funny as that sounds to like some people because like everybody looks down at stardust but i'm like no stardust was awesome i don't know what you're talking about you know? i enjoyed it because you know we as fans we we all get this thing in our head sometimes and you know we that we can book better than the company and sometimes we can um so i got it in my head that you know the stardust thing was going to lead to a match between Stardust and Goldust at WrestleMania, and it was going to snap him out of it. He was going to go back to what he was doing. I mean, I I had the whole story arc played out in my mind, and they just did not do that. <laughs> yeah, don't you hate that when like when it, it, they they seemed like they teased it, like the the whole like like yeah, like I feel I feel you exactly. But I I thoroughly enjoyed Stardust with my character being such a flamboyant like departure from like the traditional like prototypical wrestler because i'm an anime character like having cody who was at one point stardust give me insight on how to improve my character was immensely valuable because because like people forget that like they like they they were stardust at one point like he he is so good at being cody rhodes that people forget he was also very good at being stardust and he's so multi like talented when it comes to like character portrayals and connecting with fans a certain way that you know I still think I will die on the hill that the undesirable to un goddamn deniable promo is yeah. the best promo ever. Like I, I don't care. Like and that and even if Cody wasn't my favorite wrestler of all time, like yeah, no, I, I don't care. Like that's still the best promo, you know, like so what do I think about Cody Rhodes? You know, like I, I two I, thumbs I, up. <laughs> it will never. I, I will never be able to explain how much I love Cody Rhodes in like a less than an hour hours hours worth of like you know content. So I'm gonna stop myself now before we go off <laughs> the tangent. All right, number three on Noah's list of anime is something that I can't fucking pronounce because I'm terrible with names. Uh, Hayaku, Hayaku. Yeah. H- okay. So that yeah. anime, it's a sports anime. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Hold on. Let me. Hi, it, H- it, yep. Yeah, okay. H A I K Y U. All right. Exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> I have never seen this anime while I'm not high. <laughs> so, and that's as, as, as bad as that sounds. Like, I do watch a lot of anime on my downtime. And on my downtime, because I live in California, it's legal for me to yeah. partake. Because I, 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 mean, I would okay, do it so if I could. <laughs> you're, you're you have the luxury of being like I have the luxury of you being a veteran that you can understand like how marijuana and like oh, weed yeah. helps a lot of our stresses. Even if so, I wasn't a veteran, I would highly endorse it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but but you because because you you know you you're you've had experiences where. You, you know, you, you, I, I don't need to elaborate. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, no, I, I, I partake a lot. And, and when I partake, that's when I'm like, I want to see some colors. So that's when I watch anime. <laughs> so, so I know what the anime is, but because I'm always inebriated and I have it on background while I'm like, you know, doing, doing work, other things, yeah. other things like it's a background noise anime for me. And uh, that sounds so poor in taste, but like, you know, I, so what can I say about the anime? Whenever I do pay attention, it's funny as hell. And it's it's actually very inspirational as hell, too. So, like, mm. yeah. Fuego del Sol. Oh, 
Uh, there was a time where um, I met Fuego in the Nightmare Factory. I didn't know he was Fuego at the time, but he was really cool. You know, and then he introduced himself. Oh, what's up, man? I'm Fuego, though. So I'm like, oh, you're Fuego. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell. <laughs> cool. And but but yeah, like the fact that they they were really nice to me before I even knew it was Fuego. And and it's fun fact, like his cousin, AK, was also in the same camp as me. Um, and uh, and I did like, you know, my AEW like dark match. I wrestled Fuego. And Fuego is so nice. He's always giving me pointers. He's every time I run into them, they're very, very sweet. Um, I want nothing but the best for Fuego because Fuego works so hard for it. Um, and a lot of a lot of the times, like that goes over people's heads that they like you know, they're, that they're so good because like because of like the way they're being utilized in AEW right now. I don't think like it does him it does him justice with how good he really is, you know. So mm-hmm. and, and I relate to him a lot because he he had a lot of people didn't believe in him at one point. He he had roots coming in from backyard wrestling and like a lot of wrestlers who are well, that, that old mask was rough too. <laughs> like people would look down on people who come from the backyard, like wrestling side of things because they think, Oh, you're not trained. But like backyard wrestling is valid because yeah. some motherfuckers in backyard wrestling come up with like really cool stuff that, you know, and, and it sets them apart. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I highly encourage people to get trained, but yeah. don't look down. Like, ultimately, it's a different genre. It's an, it's a different form of art, and it's subjective. Mm. Like, I, I know, like, for example, like, people enjoy the Ring of Honor's, like, pre-roll style wrestling, you know? Yeah. And then, sometimes they enjoy deathmatch wrestling. Very distinctly different from, like, you know, what Ring of Honor does. But mm. then, one, one thing doesn't make the other thing like better or worse you know it, it's just like it's, it's more flavors of cake why are you complaining there's more flavors of cake yeah you know, like uh, that, that's how i see it so i love i love cake yeah exactly <laughs> yeah me too yeah so to go back to Bob Fuego, yeah i love i love them i wish i wish i had the best for them and i really hope that like the world gets to see a lot more of what because like he does the indies and out in the indies he's doing some crazy cool shit and I'm oh, like, yes. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for the day that like AEW decides to pull the trigger and be like, "Hey, Fuego, you want to like show us what you really can do?" And Fuego's yeah. like, "Oh, bet, you know." And- Once again, he was here at New Texas Pro, and I seen this man do a, I don't know how the fuck he did. It. He did some kind of like a head scissor thing and turned it into a freaking uh, destroyer. And I was like, "How?" Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was when he wrestled Ninja Mac. No, um, that was before I, I seen him wrestle Mysterious Q. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think I know what it's on about. Um, yeah, no, Fuego is, and that and that stems from like the creativity of like their background being a backyard wrestler. They they are out there trying the coolest shit that no one's ever done because they're just because that's that's their background and like people mm. need to respect that, you know. So yeah. I that that's why I see, you know. Yeah, speaking of Ninja Mac, shout out to Ninja Mac, former guest of this show or whatever. I got to talk to him, and that dude just like actually ran away as a child and went to the circus. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, that's pretty He's, fucking cool. He legit went to was a circus performer, and then he got into professional wrestling. So, which explains, explains all his shenanigans. <laughs> it explains a lot. Yes. Number four on Noah's list: JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 
Fun fact, my my shoot name is JoJo. And you've had many bizarre adventures. <laughs> I have had very, very many bizarre adventures. And and for those in the uninitiated with JoJo, JoJo's characters are very flamboyant. Not unlike me. <laughs> and, and, and when I do my entrance, I do a JoJo pose. So do I need to say more about how I feel about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Or should we leave it as that? Because like I don't want to go off and like talk about it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do what you feel. All right. But number four on my list of professional wrestlers, Sunny Kiss. I, uh, I, I, I covered it on the Fightful interview. I, I do, I do have a hard time approaching Sunny because like, I look up to them so much. The, the fact that when I was watching Lucha Underground on YouTube, when it's like all illegally uploaded there and the comments, <laughs> which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one yeah. of those. I was, I was a pirate. <laughs> um, but they would see my talk. hook, see my flag up there. I'm a pirate too. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Exolicious, uh, I believe, was their ring name in Lucha. Yeah. I was just, yeah, which I didn't understand, but I was just like, I don't care. Does all the great in ring work. <laughs> yep. There would, the fans would be ruthless. But all I saw was someone yeah. being themselves, unabashedly yeah. proud of who they were. And dealing with all that hate that yeah. I'm dealing with a, a lot of that now, but they, they went through it and they paved the way for people like me in the business mm-hmm. to be proud of who we are. And that's the shit that goes beyond wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, that's some real life shit. That's some, that's some like stuff that you, you could apply that to like other aspects of like it doesn't have to be a wrestling thing. It could be like a life thing, you know. And that so I'm scared to talk to them because I I venerate them so much. You know, you know how you say you never want to meet your heroes because your heroes might not be like who they who you think they are. Mm-hmm. I've been lucky that meeting Sunny and Cody and they're exactly everything I imagined them to be, but better. Like you know. So yeah, I talked to the Sunny. No, don't get me wrong. I talked to Sunny now, but back like <laughs> b- back when I first ran into them, it was like, oh my god, like holy crap! <laughs> like, oh, how am I gonna approach them? Like Jesus. So yeah, that. So I uh, I love them. Yeah, I I love I, I love them. I love Cody. Um, but I'm also full of love, so it's not even fair for me to like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm sorry if like people came into this interview hoping for me to like just oh I hate that person. There's only there's a very select few of them uh, in in the industry where I could actually say that without like you know stuttering. And so far none of the none of the wrestlers that you've mentioned are those. So I don't think you're gonna get any of that from this podcast, brother. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Number five on Noah's anime list is a. Uh... What the fuck is that? F L C L Fully Oh Fully Cooly. Ah. Yeah. Um God, it's been so long since I've seen that one. I like I enjoyed it, but uh Rick. Like the fact that I can barely remember details from it is pretty it's not because I'm concussed, it's just because it's been a while. <laughs> uh God, I feel so bad now. Um 
I'm the anime protagonist. I don't have like you know expertise on this one, but but I enjoyed it when I saw it. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Noah also has a bonus sixth one. Okay. He said he said it's only a manga right now, but it's um gonna be an anime coming up this year. Chainsaw Man, if you're familiar with that. Chainsaw Man, yeah, yeah. Uh it's like kind of like pseudo horror. It it reminds me a lot of uh. I don't even want to say Tokyo Ghoul, but like it does kind of remind me of Tokyo Ghoul. Ah, uh, no, there's so a different. That's, yeah, so that's kind of interesting to me because like I don't like to read so much, but most recently I've been getting back into it or whatever to where like I'm going back and read books that inspired movies. So like I'm reading um, I Am Legend and yeah, uh, Fight yeah. Club and things like that, and my kid likes anime and stuff so we both started reading the death note series so i'm wrapping up i'm on the last book of death note so i'm about to see the conclusion so don't spoil it for me um and then she's doing art for me right now in the kitchen as we speak she's drawing light with the death note and she just drew reiku with the uh apples and stuff so um light yagami all right yeah so <laughs> but um chainsaw man was uh something because i got the uh shodan jump app the little so i can read all the anime and everything so chainsaw man is on my list i don't know why i just seen a dude with a chainsaw hand and i was just yeah, like this yeah, is like yeah. ash versus evil dead or something like that so i yeah. was like yeah so i think it's kind of weird because like everybody expects me to be like this is super ultra weed but i'm also like very well versed in like the western geek stuff Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it actually comes to the point where I'm kind of a little bit more well versed on the western side than I am on the eastern side. But you know, um, oh, the western, so like Billy the Kid and everything. And no, 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 no. <laughs> but I, so I, I know I'm messing up. <laughs> no, but hey, you want me to like talk to you about cowboy stuff? Cowboy shit, I got you. So, so anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trace on, frick, I, I think it, it gives me Black Butler vibes almost, but not really. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like. I've read a couple, um, not enough for me to form a freaking great opinion, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And number five on my list and my last one for professional wrestlers, Warhorse. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Warhorse, my, uh, my big brother. Uh, Warhorse is fine. Very fun. Uh, I learned so much from them. Because um, I, I literally, like, is it Sunday? Oh, it's Monday. So two days ago, no, three days ago. Yeah, no, just there's a lot of stuff I, I'm kind of like, I, I talked earlier about how there's, uh, there's not a lot of wrestlers who walk the path that I have as far as like exploding in this getting this much notoriety this early in their career but like but someone like warhorse has experienced this amount of notoriety that i like i'm experiencing now uh, like the whole like blowing up overnight um wrestling cody like literally we have that in common um mm-hmm. yeah so they have if, if there was if there were people that i could name in the indies right now that I want to pattern my my road to you know to success. It's Warhorse, Effie, 
uh, Max Dampaler, and, and to an extent Danhausen, but Danhausen's not in the Indies anymore because they made it to the <laughs> Slam. You know? So, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there, there's certain select indie wrestlers that Kid Bandit will like follow. Uh, and Warhorse is like at the top of that because like they the way that they navigate like their stardom their popularity is very social media based it's very character based um and there's a lot of perils that I saw and they, they even pointed it out um about how there's a crossover appeal to their character with metal yeah. and like you know they, they, your character. Um, hanging out with the person behind Warhorse was also very enlightening because we, you know, it turns out we shared a, a lot in common. Um, uh, so Warhorse War is... It's really cool that they're even giving me the time of day to use their much larger fan, fan base, their bigger platform to elevate me. And they, they made it seem like, oh yeah, well, no, don't, don't think of it like that. We're helping each other. I'm like, yeah, but like you, you're war, you're a freaking war horse. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm nobody compared to you, you know, like, you know, so, mm-hmm. so I, I do appreciate them. And, and the fact is like, they, they're good. Like, you know, you know I, I, they, they unfortunately suffer a lot of the problems that I had. So they were able to enlighten me in that, like, People think that Warhorse is just a comedy character wrestler, but they're not. They actually can go in the ring, and a lot of like the yeah. Kid Bandit stuff. But the issues that I I deal with as Kid Bandit is like, oh, Kid Bandit's only getting over because of their popularity and social media, and like you know, like they're all hype. They can't wrestle, but it's like you should watch one of my matches, and you'll you'll you know <laughs> you know. So Warhorse definitely helped me grow, and this is just from like two days of hanging out with them. So I can only imagine like the longer I stay in the Indies and like keep encountering Warhorse, the better I'm going to be, you know? So mm-hmm. thanks to them. So yeah. Warhorse gets a lot of thumbs ups, you know, from me, you know? Yeah. You and only also, got so many thumbs. I'm also teaching them how to be kawaii. So we're, we're working on it. Word. So Noah had a bonus sixth one or whatever. So I want an extra one too. Um, you brought it up in your list of uh, professional wrestlers that you brought up, Effie. So I would like to hear your thoughts and opinions on on that person because, like, I got to see him live and I didn't get it. And then I continued to watch because you're supposed to give things a chance. You just don't shit on it immediately. So I, I gave it a chance and I kept watching and I check his stuff on social media. I, I look at his Twitch from here and there and everything and I'm just like, this motherfucker get it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I enjoy everything about him, and it was just like there was this. The first time I ever seen him was uh here, New Texas Pro once again, and um I forgot who he wrestled. I think he wrestled uh JJ Blake here, and it was awkward as fuck because I go there and I help out with the shows, so you know, just as you were saying earlier on in the interview, you know. When you show up, you be cordial, you be nice, you speak to everybody, you say, yes, sir, no, sir, you shake hands and do things like that. But um, I'm there and I'm the help. So wrestlers would randomly come up to me because they don't know who I am because, you know, you you speak to everybody. So I'm just like shaking people's hands and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing yeah. here? Why is, <laughs> you know, and it was awkward as fuck because they had a brief intermission. Everybody go outside to smoke cigarettes and do whatever it is. They talk with the fans and everything. And I'm standing out there. I'm six feet tall. Effie's pretty tall, too. And it's just like this grown ass man with blonde hair 
these small ass trunks and fishnets. And I'm just standing here in, you know, just regular street clothes. Like, what the, what the fuck kind of life am I living right now? This is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I've never met Effie as Kid Bandit. I've met Effie as me before. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they paved the way a lot for a lot of us queer talent, LGBT talent. And I have nothing but respect for Effie, but it's also one of those things where I venerate them so much that I'm going to be extremely biased about describing them. Mm. So nothing but good words from Kid Bandit to Effie. But uh, yeah, I just realized what time it is too, and I forgot I had that Booker T seminar coming up. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Good. Super short. Effie gets the, yeah, Effie gets the thumbs up too. Um, yes. <laughs> so speaking of that, I know you got things to do. You got to get prepped and all that other stuff. But um, oh, I'm ready. Put, I'm, I'm wrestling in this. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we put a pin in it. So before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything that you got coming up besides this seminar. <laughs> Uh, Kid Bandit Pro on everything. I'm about to start streaming on Twitch and a YouTube Uh-oh. show as well. So. Also, Kid Bandit on that one. Uh, that's K I D D with two D's because I have double D yeah, sometimes. I fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about that stuff, but I mean, I know you got to go. We'll get to that. Yeah, another we'll, time, talk, maybe. well, hopefully, that means you'll bring me back, you know. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, Kid Bandit Pro and everything. Um, I have a match coming up with Yuya over on the 27th. That will be my ninth month anniversary. So, like, you know, it's going to be fun. Uh, over Pandemonium, that's going to be up on YouTube. I will be wrestling in Grap House uh, this weekend. Also, Effie's going to be in that card. Uh, that's going to be up on IWTV. And I have East Los Lucha on Saturday, LA. It's very, a local show. Um, very, very fun. Um, after that, Big Gay Brunch coming up. Um, it's gonna be on uh, GCW's Big Gay Brunch, pres- uh, presented by Effie, I think. Oh, other way around, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, pres- presented by GCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna be up at Fight TV. Um, yeah, a lot, lots of big stuff coming up for me, and uh, hope I, you know, survive. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, as is always, you've been a guest of the Random Rambles with Rob, and the door is always open for you to come back to promote Yay. your next big thing or just to shoot the shit. Awesome. Thank you so much.